Hi, this is Derek Kilmer. Today on my podcast, Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer, I'm sitting down with Representative Pete Aguilar, who represents California's 31st congressional district. I'm uh, going to get his uh, perspectives on public service. So let's get started. Thanks for uh, being with me, Pete. Thanks for uh, having me, DK. So let me ask you um, the question I get most commonly when I'm back home, which is, dear God, why would anyone want to serve in Congress right now? What, what brought you here? <laughs> Uh, I think like all of us, uh, just a, a, a deep, you know, feeling that I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help in the community. I didn't know growing up, I didn't know what that meant. Um, I was really interested in current events. I read the newspaper, but my parents didn't go to college. Um, you know, public service was, was not something they, they guided me to. Uh, they encouraged me to be involved in my community, uh, but that was it. So, I mean, I felt that this was just kind of a, a natural, you know, evolution to, to wanting to make a difference in, in my community and just a deep, love for the region. Did you grow up in the district that you now serve? Yeah, yeah, four generations. So um, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents are all from the region. Um, all four of my grandparents were, were born in one of three cities within like eight miles of each other. So I had grandparents grow up a couple blocks from each other. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have deep roots in the area. Um, and I think that, you know, that leads to fun stories about people, you know, saying they're related to me and, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't. <laughs> but uh, that is uh, part of the fun of, of living in the district that you call home for so long. Yeah, I grew up in my district, and my dad was a school teacher, and I'm convinced that um, uh, my life would be easier if he had been an easier grader. Uh, <laughs> that is true. So what were you doing before you got here? Uh, I was mayor of the city of Redlands. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was mayor for four years and on the city council for four years before that. Uh, I got on the city council through an appointment. Uh, so I got appointed in 2006 um, when a council member had uh, uh, moved to Washington, D.C., actually. And uh, the council filled the vacancy by appointment for 20 months. I became the youngest uh, person to serve on the city council in 125 years and ran and won um, in 2007 for the seat and then again in uh, 2012. So um, talk about California's 31st congressional district. You, so you said Redlands is one of the cities. That yeah, Redlands. Yeah, Redlands is the far uh, eastern, the easternmost point of the district, uh, about 40 minutes tip to tip um, within the district. Uh, so the largest city is San Bernardino, mm -hmm. uh, right in the core where, where I grew up and where my parents grew up. Um, the, the far uh, west side of the district is Upland and Rancho Cucamonga, uh, Rancho Cucamonga being the second largest city in the district, and then Redlands being the third. So, um, you know, uh, unlike some of our colleagues, I can move around the district. I can hit, you know, four cities in a day and, and, and we can move around pretty easily. Yeah. What, what, are there particular industries that are kind of the, the bread and butter there? Or? Yeah, I mean, our, our, well, I guess it's a story of, of then and now. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, it used to be an area um, that there uh, was a steel mill. Um, you know, Kaiser Steel used to be there. Uh, Norton Air Force Base used to be there. It was part of the 92 BRAC. Um, so it, it's kind of a, it's an evolving district. And I think that's kind of led to some of the, the joblessness and some of the difficulty people are having is there was the railroad industry, the steel industry, and the defense um, military um, uh, industry there. And um, all three of those have either become more automated uh, or completely left. And so that path to the middle class that we talk about, uh, it's very real in my district. Um, and so there's been a, a change and a shift. So the logistics and, and trade-based economy uh, is growing our proximity to the ports of Long Beach and LA um, and their build out. Um, has kind of moved some of that our way. Um, so things, you know, go from the ports and they and they end up in my district and then they end up on a on a train um, or a truck and shipped, uh, you know, elsewhere, goods and products. Um, so that, um, as well as uh, kind of municipal and, and government and hospital and healthcare mm -hmm. uh, industries are, are the biggest drivers. So what kind of stuff do you work on since you've been here? 
Uh, jobs. I mean, when I declared, when I ran for Congress, um, there was the unsuccessful Aguilar uh, 1.0 version, we call it, uh, in 2012. But when I when I declared and ran in, in 12, uh, the unemployment rate in the district was was 14.9. I mean, it was it was rough, and so um, you know things are better, um, and and you know there's a lot of people to thank for that. But um, I think you know still that core of of, of who we are, and and what industry is going to look like, and what the jobs of tomorrow are going to look like for the kids that are in in high school and college now. Uh, that's still a big driver. So you know workforce development issues. How do we train and retrain our workers? Um, core jobs. You know what do we need to do? Um, you know to to support industry and and what type of industry do we want to be in? Um, you know, those are the areas that are that are important to me. So, if you were, you know, benevolent dictator, uh, what are there particular issues you think Congress ought to get focused on that it hasn't been sufficiently focused on? Yeah, I mean, you know, at it, it, its core, look, you love this institution, I do, but there are just so many things that that uh, you know, it's it's frustrating that we can't make progress on. Um, infrastructure stuff is is huge. Um, you know. Uh, bridges, roads, you know, ports, you know, all that stuff. You know, those are things we could in, be investing in, and it's frustrating that you know both parties seem to be using it as a as a as an opportunity to discuss a talking point, but there hasn't been a lot of movement in those areas. So, I mean, but just chalk it up to the list. I mean, mental health, infrastructure, you know, those are all areas where there's strong bipartisan agreement, yet we don't find a way. So you're now completing uh, <coughs> your second uh, second year here. Um, how have you found it? You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy the work. I enjoy the people. Um, you know, this place was was meant to go uh, slow, um, and and I respect that. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that that want to see good things happen in Congress, and uh, you among them, um, or in spite of you, depending on, on who you're talking to. <laughs> um, but there's there's just a lot of folks with just great stories, and and they come from great districts, and we're more alike than we're than than we aren't, and and um, it's just uh, the opportunity to work with folks and to get to know our colleagues uh, is is really the fun part. Anything that you think would surprise people back home uh, about this place? Uh, that there, that there's you know lots of, of avenues and ways to, to get to know your colleagues uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of the aisle. I think if they if they saw us, you know, a handshake and hug, um, you know, yesterday on the floor, you know, those successful Republicans who who made it through in tough districts, uh, as well as you know D's. I mean, we we really do care about each other. There is. A weird uh, sense about it because obviously we're all trying to 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 uh, get seats. Um, but I mean, I care for some of these some of these folks, and and I'm pleased that I'm going to have an opportunity to work with uh, work with those that were in you know endangered and targeted seats. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about issues you think Congress uh, uh, should focus more on. Are there are there things about Congress itself that that you would change if uh, if you had your druthers? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's there's lots of you know weird you know rules and and oddities that go along with this place um, uh, that uh, that are just a little strange to me. And whether it's our our, our internal um, you know democratic stuff or whether it's you know the house rules and and leaving the votes open to 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 you know uh, get people to to vote the right way or or what's what's perceived to be the right way. You know those things are just odd. Like are we going to have rules? Are we going to abide by these? Or are we not? And and some of those things are just a little frustrating. Um, when you see vote counts and, and a vote go one way and then the vote's held open uh, for a long time and it changes magically. I mean, those, those things are points of frustration. Were the, was the um, municipal government of uh, Redlands, California uh, more functional? <laughs> yeah, but that's partially 
partially it was meant to be. I mean, it's a it was a part time body. Uh, it's not a full time body. The city manager was a CEO. Uh-huh. Uh, we were a policy board, and right. we knew our role. Yeah. Um, and there was only five of us. So yeah. as mayor, I knew what <laughs> I knew what what each of my colleagues you know wanted out of the year. Um, yeah. And and I tried to deliver uh, for for them, um, and I used to tell them. I mean, everybody gets a cookie, um, but but you know you don't get five. So yeah. let's figure out what we want to get done. And uh, there were three Republicans on the on the city council and two Democrats, and we were able to make things happen and and work it out. And most of the votes were four one or five zero. Oh. So yeah. that's that's what I feel real governance is is like. Consensus and coalition building I've found is really hard with four hundred thirty five. <laughs> it's right? a little it's tough. Just, it's really tough. Yeah. So. Um, uh, well, so what's your commute? A lot, like yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I'm, you I'm even home. You have little kids. Yeah, I got two. I have two boys, uh, seven and ten. So yeah, I go home um, every weekend, and and like you, um, you know, endure that that long plane ride. So it's about a five hour plane ride, uh, you know, four forty something like that. Door to door. I mean, I don't like talking about it, but it's probably 10 hours, 10 and a half hours. Um, I live inland from Los Angeles, um, halfway between LA and Palm Springs. And so you fly direct to LA? I fly direct to LA, only because it's a better quality of life once you get up in that plane and, and uh, you know, nothing, very little can happen. And um, so once you start connecting, uh, you run the risk yeah. of staying like I did uh, once in the Houston Hobby um, Airport Hotel. <laughs> so um, with a tiny little bag. Which is so, much nicer than you would have thought. Which is much nicer yeah. than you would have thought. But I don't want to make it an every week occurrence. Yeah. So, um, so I fly into LA, but the problem is then you're stuck in kind of LA traffic. Um, right. so it, it could take me, um, it could take me 80 minutes, um, to get home or it could take me three hours, yeah. um, to get, to get home from LA. What do you do on the plane? Uh, I try to divide it into like equal thirds. This is like weird and quirky. Um, so I'll play defense on emails um, for a portion of the time. Uh, I'll try to do some like forward-looking, um, you know, reading of, of reports um, uh, for for another third, and then the the last bucket I'll just kind of edge out. I'll either update my fantasy football team or um, you know read read sports, watch movies, those types of things. How's your fantasy football team performing? Uh, I'm on the cusp of making the playoffs, so I gotta I gotta work. Um, yeah. Who was your first pick? Uh, my first pick it was um, Jamal Charles, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, who is like totally tanked. So I've had to like really make a lot of changes um, in the league that I'm struggling with. Um, so, but we're we're hanging on. We're hanging on. I could make the playoffs. You ever watch a movie on the plane? Uh, I do. So I'm curious. I, my first job was working in a video store. Um, I always great. feel like you can learn a lot from a person by understanding what uh, what their favorite movies are. So, is there any go to in the Aguilar home for? Well, you know, my favorite movie um, of all time, my wife hasn't seen, and my kids wouldn't be allowed to see. So, so, go the, on, The Godfather. My, my brother, my brother just, I mean, it was like Donnie Brasco and it was like all these like mob movies and like dark movies. Um, my brother and I, uh, maybe our parents are going through a divorce. And so I don't know what it was, but, uh, somebody can psychoanalyze me later, but, um, we watched a lot of these movies together. Um, so, so that was, that was a lot of fun, but, um, also some movies growing up. Um, so that is my favorite movie of all time. Growing up, like The Goonies and Princess Bride were like, Fantastic. my, my yeah. mom loved them, still has them. My mom watches tons of movies. She could go toe to toe with you, I think. Uh, and then like in college, Goodwill Hunting um, was was huge. I mean, you know, dumb Adam Sandler movies. Uh, I could recite Happy Gilmore, um, <laughs> you know, probably text for text. Uh, so, you know, those those things just really... Um, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, so I can't, good, yeah. I can't have that on TV and like not stop and watch on TNT, and it's on like every day. So, 
It's it's the best. I, yeah, that's uh, you named a lot that are that are on my list too. When I was in college, we only owned I, I my freshman year, I had six roommates. We only owned three movies. It was Stripes, Star Wars, and Princess Bride, and we just had them on a constant <laughs> rotation. So um, that's a good that's a good mix. Yeah, that no, touches a lot of boxes there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to to visit with us and. Um, uh, we'll leave it at that, and uh, but you can take the cannoli. <laughs> you got it. All right. Thanks, Derek. Thanks. All right.